0: You're listening to Say So Collective by Shay, Amina, and Yvette. Here you'll get honest conversation about life, career, and everything in between from your favorite millennial influencers. Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? Mm, Honest answers are... Yeah, of course, honest. Very tired. (laughs) So yesterday, Say So Collective had their... Third Was it our third photo shoot? uh, Yeah, our third photo shoot. And it was a lot of fun. We were at the beach and it was extremely hot. So if you are in hot climates, just make sure to have a sip of water and (laughs) yeah, stay cool because that was a lot. So if you are feeling tired
1: also, blame it on the sun. And get some rest. You know, we don't have to really celebrate this weekend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when this comes out, it's
1: irrelevant.
2: It's irrelevant when this comes out. What weekend? What? Right. We don't know this weekend. We don't know. Yeah. I'm just very tired. I'm yawning over here. So excuse my yawning if you hear that on the mic. Sorry. But
0: that's okay. We're going to have the energy as we (laughs) talk today because we are talking about a very personal experience, personal journeys. We are talking about self-love. So that topic I feel like has Been very, I feel like to me it replaced self care because self care feels very superficial, whereas, like, self love journeys feel like an actual reflection of what it really is it's like a process to take care of yourself and learn to love yourself and embrace the different things about you. So, yeah, we wanted to get into how we have each individually embraced and kind of gone on our own self love journeys. Yeah, so
2: let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're
1: Why do starting. you guys look like you're dead? <laughs> I'm thinking of, wow, I know I'm thinking okay. of self-love. Because I am. No, I'm
2: joking.
1: <laughs> I was like, ooh, self I mean, I like this topic, but I'm also like, when did my self-love journey start? Like, I was trying to think back and re Well, through. when
0: the topic of self-love kind of came to my awareness is when I started to transition to natural hair and that is also how i started sharing on the internet but really i didn't realize that it was something that i needed so much until i started to embrace my hair and give it a chance to actually be what it naturally is i feel like for a long time like a lot of us try to assimilate and blend in and fit in with whoever we we're raised around and once you finally get to the point where you're like oh Maybe there's some part of me that's not being authentic to myself or I'm like breaking my back to fit into this mold that is clearly Mm. not me. I think that the process that happens after that is kind of where the self-love journey begins to start, the embrace. And a lot of times I feel like maybe we don't even know we need it until we start going on the journey.
2: Yeah, I actually think the same for me is when I started wearing out my natural hair, which was… First year of college? Same. Which makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it was a new environment, new people. Um, high school was mm, high school was high school for me. And so, yeah, when I decided I was like, I'm gonna be a natural girl. I'm putting that in quotes, y'all. Y'all can't see it, but I put that in quotes. But I was like, I'm gonna be a natural girl. And I remember being very excited because I was just like, oh my God, this is something I'm doing. For me, which is so interesting because I feel like I've been constantly saying that, but it's something I'm doing for me. And yeah, it, I didn't realize I needed it until it was happening, until I was kind of, you know, forced with my natural state of my hair, which I've never had to really deal with because your girl always had the perms, which ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. But at the time, you know, I, I didn't necessarily have a choice in it. I was just like, it's just something that I, I always had. And so, yeah, until I finally did it, I was just like, oh, wow. And... I had the realization then, and I think I continuously have the realization that self-love is definitely a journey. I don't think there's any end destination. <laughs> Literally, no. No. I and I I think at one point I thought that there was because there would be times where I like find myself, you know, in my feelings about things, like feeling certain ways about myself, about how I look, about how I act, et cetera, et cetera. And I think I had the epiphany that I'm like, I don't think this is like a destination type of situation. I don't think you ever get to a point where you're like, wow, I made it, y'all. I'm finally here. It's just like every day, every year, every decade, I feel like it's like a new renewing of like, okay, here's another marker of self-love that I didn't think I realized even existed. I definitely think like getting into 30, which if you haven't heard that episode... Please go listen because it's a really good episode where we all just talked about, you know, being in our 30s and what it's like. But I think once you hit 30, I feel like it's another journey start. It's like, up, oh, rewind, boop, 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 boop. Let's go back a couple and... Embrace you a little harder. A little harder. I feel mm-hmm. like you have to be a little bit more vigorous with it, especially as you get older. And, you know, as your time gets kind of split apart amongst different people, amongst your loved ones. And just as you realize, like, you know what, there's some stuff I actually... -mm. Don't like, don't tolerate, are things that I have to, you know, even continuously work on within myself that I didn't realize I had to until I was faced with these situations, and I'm like, oh, here we go. I thought I was done.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, I guess, like both of you guys. I started being a natural girly. Just realized we're all natural. natural Did you big
0: chop? Did you transition? What was everybody's experience?
1: I did. I kind of did both. So it was one of those. I'm going to transition, but like on an accident. I was just wearing like a sew-in, well, full sew-in at the time, where you have like no hair out. Ooh, the full full (laughs) sew-in. And so that life, it's it's mm, (laughs) it ain't it. But um, for a while, and then my hair was growing natural, obviously underneath it, and I wasn't getting perms as often because I was in college, and my mom wasn't perming my hair, and I wasn't trying to pay anybody. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna grow my hair out, and then. My beautician at the time was like, okay, well, we can just keep doing so ends until you get to a good length and we're going to big chop. But, you know, to a beautician, a good length is just like here, like a TWA. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like, oh, a good length is like here, <laughs> <Shoulders>. <laughs> like shoulder length. Yeah. And she was like, okay, we're going to big chop. And I'm like, let's do it. And I remember at the time, big chopping and being like, I look like a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't how, know how long to- did it take you to feel comfortable with the change? Yeah, I want to say, like, probably a whole semester. And I feel like in college, it's a long time because that is. A that long is. Time. Yeah, because I did not, I wasn't doing makeup. Like, I was trying to wear a big hoop, you know, like just overcompensate mm. for the fact that I felt like I looked like a little boy. And looking back at it, I'm like, girl, you were fine. Like, when I see photos, I'm like, you look the same, but you know how we are. Mm-hmm. I'm just so used to hair being down my back. And,. I had people around me and, like, people that I've dated in college being like, oh, you look great. I'm like, okay. But I didn't want to feel validated by hearing, like, a male tell me I looked great either. So I was like, yeah, you're not about to be the one to make me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, like, the start of that journey of, like, do I really like how I look with this TWA? Then I got into the natural hairstyles and doing, you know, doing all the things. And I was like, I'm a true natural girly. This was, like, the second. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then push forward. But back to what you were saying though, Shay, the 30 journey, I turned 30 during the pandemic, 2020. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the end of 2019. You did. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I didn't, I kind of forgot that I turned 30 Mm. because we just spent the year being in the house. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even get to really like feel like, okay, this is, you know, that you're 30 and you're doing all these things. The crossover. The crossover. Yeah. My crossover was being in the house, like deeply reflecting. Because the world was in shambles. Mm. Currently still is. And (laughs) I'm now adjusting to whatever is throwing at me while I'm in shambles in my house stuck in 30 and like trying to be, again, in quotes that you can't see, grown, Mm -hmm. adulting. So I was like, wow, this is another adjustment. I thought I was over the self-love journey, which you're never over, but you think that you're over it. Because you're like, I feel good about myself now. I'm like, I feel great. And then you... Get to another, and now I'm like, oh, I'm starting over. So I feel like I definitely started over at 30, and it's still a journey because there's still days where I'm like, I don't, I'm not 100% mm with myself. Yeah. And then there's days where I'm like, I feel amazing. Everything that I'm doing is amazing. So it's like, i oh, I love those days where I'm like, damn, girl, you bomb. Yeah, those are the best. And I have days. the other days, I'm like,
2: what the hell are you doing with your life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to sit on the couch, <laughs> look at myself in a mirror, like, Get it together, girl. But I'm like, (laughs) this is a normal feeling. I'm sure we're going to feel like that for a very long time. Like, you know. Which is wild to me because I think
2: about, I mean, obviously we're not 40 yet. I was talking to another friend the other day and she was like, what happened when we hit 40? And I was like, okay, let's calm down, first of all, because whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just in our 30s, okay? (laughs) But it's true. What happens when you hit 40 and 50 and 60? I always think about older people and I'm like, what is going on with your life? Because I feel like at 40, it's a whole different level where you're like, I don't got time for none of this. So if you act it up, then get out. And I always wonder, I'm like, you know, because I'm sure people who are 20s and people who are even like, you know, young teenagers, you know, I think when they hear about, you know, people in their 30s, you know, they feel like it's old. But when they hear people in their 30s kind of being on a very like, I don't have time for the BS or I don't have time for anything that's going to kind of mess up my own personal self-love journey, it's like... What? How do you do it? And so, I guess my question to y'all, I guess to myself too, is how do you, on those days when you're like not feeling good, let's be honest, like we're just not feeling good, it's just like you're beating yourself up because it happens. You know, as much as we can be on social media and preach, like, love yourself, you know, you're doing the best you can. I know there are days where I literally share stuff like that for myself because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this for y'all, but not really. It's really for me. <laughs> this <is> for me. <laughs> I need to be reminded that I'm doing my best. But how do you cope? Do you cope? Do you just let it be? Or do you, or, you know?
0: I think there are days when you do just kind of have to, like sit in that and like recognize that it's normal to go through all the different emotions. But I think one of the great parts of like a self-love journey and going on that and learning what you need is starting to develop what your rituals are or what your practices are that when you actually hold on to them and you notice like, okay, when I do this on these days, even when I don't feel like it, I feel so much better. And I feel like that really starts to become like a piece of who you are. Like when I was exercising with a trainer at a certain time every day, well, not every day, but on the days that we did work out together, it started to feel like, okay, on these days, I notice that I'm feeling more energized. I feel like when I'm moving my body a little bit more, even when I'm tired and I don't want to, I always feel better afterwards. Taking Mm -hmm. vitamins and supplements.
2: (laughs) Yes, I did not take that this morning.
0: (laughs) Getting (laughs) the vitamin D and like going outside and just doing things that you know like biologically for your body is good for just sort of like re-energizing yourself and kind of like feeding your human physical being. Yeah. It it does start to make you feel better, but you also have a little bit more awareness as to why. And maybe a little bit more of an agreement with yourself that I think that you start to develop over time. And I'm hoping it seems like as we get older, we do start to have more of those things where not that we're set in our ways, but we feel like, okay, this is what I need. And I'm going to push to make this happen for myself because if I don't, it's going to be a bad day or it won't be as good of a day. So- yeah, I think that you start to stand up for yourself and your needs as time
1: progresses. I agree. I think that whatever I'm feeling like really bad, it depends on how many consecutive days I'm feeling bad. So mm. like if it's one day and I'm like, you know what, maybe I just need a break. Maybe I need my brain to rest. Maybe I need to rest my body. I'm just going to sit on the couch or do whatever is like not too much on me today. But then if the next day I'm feeling the same way. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm. Yesterday you were making an excuse on why you felt this way. Today is like, okay, you need to do something that's going to bring you some kind of energy or joy. So kind of like you said, I like to go back to stuff that I, my ritual thing. So I'm like, okay, the days when I have my ish together, mm-hmm. <laughs> then that's how I'm normally doing my rituals and stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, if I feel bad today, let me just go back to waking up, making your breakfast. I like to like make stuff. But mm. that th- you know what I mean? Like I like kinda how you said I like to do like, you know, make my tea in the morning. That's like just like a therapeutic thing. Like you know how people just do their coffee. I'm like, Okay, well when I make my matcha I feel good about life. Mm-hmm. When I put my like yogurt bowl together I feel good. When I do so I like to make sure I start the day doing something that I it brings me joy. I like yeah, I Yeah, it's you know? something for you. It's for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I did all that. And I'll take my time, like a couple hours. And then if it's like 12 o'clock, I'm like, okay, I have energy now. I feel a little bit better. What can I tackle for the next couple of hours? I'm not going to like give too much of myself today because I know I'm not going to force myself to pull out energy. But I do want to get something done because then at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, I did that. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up like a new chick, you know? So yeah. that's kind of mm. how I pull myself out. If it's two days. But normally if it's one day, I'm on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you
0: need that. Like there are some days where I just don't have it in me, but I know that even like laying in bed or laying on the couch isn't going to be the best thing for me. But it's like, okay, let's play hooky then. Let's go to the beach yeah. and do nothing. Have a little like picnic on the beach and it feels cute and it feels fun. And I know that I have a mounting amount of work to do <laughs> later, but that's not important in that moment. And I'm just going to take time to take it all in and then get back to it.
1: Yeah. I like that, actually. Yeah, I'm like, I like that. I'll, that. I'll I am not doing anything with party. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, beach. we do that from time to time and it, it's nice. Yeah, that's yeah, so cute.
2: That is wow. Cute. What do I do? I also will lay on the couch. If it's a day, I'm like, okay, I'm having a day. But if it's a couple of days where I know when I'm like, in my feelings, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm obviously having a moment. You know, one thing I've I mentioned this before about my faith, but one thing I've started to redo because I kind of forgot that I could do it is pray. For me, I was just like, okay, clearly I'm I'm an overthinker recovering. I'm trying my best to not be that way. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm sitting here in my feelings, I start to overthink my feelings. And I'm like, I really don't have time for that because then that leads me to a whole spiral, downward spiral. And I'm like, all right, God, I don't have the energy to even be focused on this right now. Like if I'm just going to be in my feelings, I'll just be in my feelings sitting on the couch. Like I don't want to be in my feelings thinking about my feelings. (laughs) No, thank you. So I'll, I'll pray about it. That's like the more, you know, I guess spiritual side, but the practical side. Yeah. I'll sit on my couch. I'll play some music. I know that's so, like, meh, but I'll literally be like, okay, time to play some music. Put the music on. I'm just dancing around in my apartment, like, literally dancing like like no one's watching. And if somebody is watching, well, you the a cute little mm-hmm. show. I'll do my, you know, my rituals that I do, which is, like, the making tea, make my bed, which mm-hmm. when you live alone, it's so funny. When I was not living alone, I would be so, like serious about making my bed. Now I'm like, but I'm like, okay, let's make my bed. Let's do the things where I know, you know, I'm like, I have some semblance of control. Those are two basic things, making your bed and making tea. It's like, okay. Cause I don't have control over my emotions at the moment. Like I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to have to release the fact that I don't have control over that. And then I'll sit with myself and I'll be like, okay, what is the reason that you're feeling this way? And I've had some very honest, raw conversations with myself, shade to shade. I'm like, all right, girl, you have to say it out loud and be honest with yourself. And let me tell you how uncomfortable that is. Even though it's me, like I'm talking to me, but still I'm like, okay, I think I'm feeling this way is because I am jealous. Ooh, (laughs) I'm like, oh no. Or, you know, I feel like, you know, why is this happening? Or why is this happening? And honestly, I realized having the honest conversation with yourself has, or with myself, has opened up the pathway in my journey a little bit more. I'm like, okay, I can be honest with myself. Like, I'm no longer lying to myself saying like, oh, girl, I just think that it's because whatever. It's like, no, no, the reason why you're feeling this way, the root cause of your feeling this way is because X, Y, Z. And I'm like, okay, now that we got to ground zero, I'm able to better move forward versus pretending like... You know, I'm like, oh, I'm just having a bad day. Like, no, you're having a bad day because mm. yeah. you are blase, blase, blase.
0: And that helps you, like, create space for yourself. Like, you're being ah. more empathetic for you and what your needs are. And, like, honoring your emotions that you go through like a friend would. Like, your oh, yeah. your a close that's friend that's where clear. you're like, oh, she's going through it today. What should we do? And, yeah, like, just taking care of yourself like you would somebody Elsa you love,
2: you know? Mm, Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. That is a nice
0: way to put it. I think every step of the self-love journey kind of unlocks the next one. So I think like with hair, for example, it's learning to look at yourself and be like, okay, I don't need to change everything about myself to feel beautiful, to look beautiful. And that doesn't mean that now that I have experienced this and learned how to embrace it, like go back to your sew-ins or keep wearing your fro or do protective styles or whatever you want to do. It doesn't diminish the experience that you had to get to that chapter, but now it unlocks that whatever your next needing is Mm. for how else you need to embrace yourself. I think one of the things that I definitely experienced during the pandemic is anxiety that I had never experienced before. It was a very, very like Ugly feeling that just felt debilitating. And anxiety is something that feels different for everyone, and something I didn't understand because I didn't experience it until 27, 28. And when I did, I was like, oh, okay, I see why this, why everybody's talking about this, because this feels absolutely awful and it feels different. I didn't recognize what it was at first. I thought, something was wrong with me and learning how to then find what the tools are for this next thing that I'm needing, where it's like, I need to learn how to cope with what I'm experiencing, understand where this is coming from. For me, that was seeking out therapy. It was going to go get my blood work done to find out like, what are my levels looking like? Like I found out that I had critically or not critically, but it was extremely low vitamin D levels. And a lot of people do, especially if you're working from home, especially coming out of the pandemic. So many of us weren't getting the vitamin D, weren't getting the exercise, weren't getting the same nutrients that we were getting because we were door dashing and post-mating everything. So that that. was a good, yep, yep. (laughs) No judgment, but we're not getting the same level of nutrients that we needed. And that, that really strongly affects your physical and mental health which i did not mm. realize so well <laughs> yeah so if you that's if you have are. been feeling a little down there are so many different things that you can do whether it is seeking out somebody to talk to whether that's friends or if you are able to go to therapy there's so many different resources i started listening to the therapy for black girls podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm just to yeah. kind of like get more familiar with it and hear from a black psychologist who just had more of that like mental health experience. But then that led me to the website, which led me to the directory of all of the mm. women of color therapists that are out there. And I found a really amazing therapist through that. So
1: oh, I highly recommend
0: it if you have not checked it out. There's also BetterHelp. There's so many different resources now. So just knowing that like whatever you're going through or experiencing, there are resources for you to start to tackle that. And yeah, just kind of take that next step.
2: Hmm. That's a really good point. And I'm going to be very, really honest here. I haven't yet to go back to therapy. And it's something that part of me, I'm like, you should probably go back. Then the other part of me is like, well, oh, do I really need it? Yes. And I say that because You know, obviously we're going to be really transparent on here, but I don't know why for some reason there's like this like blockade of me just like going and I've gone before. That's the thing. Like I've actually gone. I've tried group therapy and that was an interesting experience for grief, which was extremely overwhelming. I was like, whoa, 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 this is way too much going on. And then I tried individual therapy one with one person. I tried again with another woman right before the pandemic started. And then I stopped going because I didn't really like the way she ended our last session. And I was like, mm, I don't like this. And I say all that to say, because I know there's probably some people out there who probably know they should go to therapy, <laughs> but are also probably like, oh, you know a little not i don't know what it is i don't think for me it's not even nervousness because i've literally done it before i think i'm just procrastinating which mm-hmm. i can 100% admit to but all that to say if you're in the boat like me i get it i get it whether you're afraid or you're just procrastinating i don't think therapy should be there as like a last resort like you know you've everything has happened and now you're like oh my god i have no other way to go or no other place to go let me go to therapy i do actually believe it should be something that's just like a recurring thing that you can do. And I'm speaking to myself right now. So, you know, I'm just putting it out there. But yeah, I feel like I think about, okay, you know, my life doesn't have to be in shambles per se, in order for me or anybody to go to therapy. If it is in shambles, though, that's totally, I mean, that's even more reason literally to be like, okay, I clearly need some like additional help. But I think I'm saying this mainly because I feel like there's, there's been a lot of talk around therapy in the last two years or so, which totally makes sense because of the state of the world we've been living in. We need it. And I know that a lot of people have some apprehension around going for whatever reason. Everybody's reasoning is, you know, probably valid and understandable. But take it from me as somebody who has gone to therapy and was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go back. Like, I literally tried to go back the other day through BetterHelp. And I don't know what happened. I think I just stopped the process. <laughs> I stopped. I was like, ah. I feel like I was like, oh, I don't have mm, – this sounds bad. But I was like, I don't have time. <laughs> To do this, which is not good. I And I say this as a segue because I'm curious to know, I don't want to say unhealthy coping habits because I don't think this is necessarily unhealthy. I just know I just like, maybe you should start going again, girl. But is there anything that you've done in the past where it's been like unhealthy, where you know that it's like, mm, maybe this is not the best way to deal with what I'm feeling with right now or feel with what I'm dealing with?
0: Yeah, well, it sounds to me like a cycle. It's really easy to get in these little loops. And when you notice yourself like having a recurring thought, like for me, it's been easy. And especially when I was experiencing anxiety a lot, it was finding myself getting stuck in these little like loops or thought patterns that were kind of leading to that increasing feeling of just like, whether it's apprehension or fear or whatever it is, it just didn't feel good. And so writing it down makes a really big difference too. And like where it feels like, okay, why can't I get over this hurdle? When you actually like take time to write it down like pen to paper and see kind of what the the pattern is or like expand on the full thought, I feel like it makes it a lot easier to start to overcome it. Because a lot of times we might stop ourselves at like, oh, uh, I do need to go to therapy, but I don't really want to because I don't have time. Mm. And then you stop yourself there instead of saying, maybe the reason I feel like I don't have time is because I don't want to deal with these emotions. And I know that it's going to take and require more work of me that it doesn't feel like I have the emotional capacity to deal with. However, if I set aside maybe two hours a week or 15 minutes a day to journal out my feelings And then I have one day a week where I'm talking to this person for, you know, an hour. That feels more of an easier way to break it down where it feels doable instead of this huge cloud of work that it feels like you have to do when you think about it. And then you just close your laptop and you're like, nah, I don't need it. Hmm.
1: Is
2: that me? Probably. She said, is that me? (laughs) Therapy Um. hack.
1: (laughs) Right. I'm trying to think of something for what you said, Shay.
2: I mean, if a not, bad that's pattern.
1: Cool.
0: My bad oh, no. patterns are more of like buying Boom Chicka Pop and eating
1: <laughs> no. a whole bag. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do that lately? <laughs> <laughs> bad. That's that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. when I say bad I'm thinking of like yeah when bad. I say I'm thinking bad I don't think any of us, well I'm thinking of like
2: don't let me speak for you because I was like I don't think any of us have oh.
1: oh no I definitely have I have my things I mean yeah I'm like the stuff I'm thinking of is bad not that you can't say anything on a podcast apparently you can say anything you want but I'm like ooh is this TMI <laughs> we can cut it out if it's a little too risque no it's fine it's just funny because what I'm I'm like ooh bad I would say in the a PG version would be like going out too much and drinking. Oh, really? Oh. I would say that would be bad. To be like, oh. oh
2: that's the PG version? That's the
1: PG version okay. of, of I I not sure. handling emotions. Mm. Okay. Because you don't want to have too much time to yourself and too mm. much free, you know, like downtime, free time. So I'm just going to go out, you know? Yeah. But like, I feel like. As time when you when I realize like, oh, I'm not, I like to go out. Let me take that back. Not saying that going out is bad. I like to have a good time and go out. But, but it's I, like the reasoning but behind knowing, Yeah. Right, but knowing right. that I'm only going out because like, oh, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be by myself. <sighs> I don't want to do all these things is what something that I would have done in the past. Past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like ah, <laughs> <laughs> that like yeah, um, of, yeah, that I feel like was bad. But in the future, I haven't done anything like that anymore. So I'm like, oh, where, where am I now? But I think now, whenever I don't want to deal with anything, I will kind of say what you were saying, Amina. I'm just like, well, nah, I don't have time for it. You know, like not making time. But whenever I have breakthroughs, whatever a, a scenario is, I'm like, oh, wow, we had a really great, a great breakthrough. Or, right. oh, wow, I'm breaking through this moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was like a two-hour moment. I'm like, ah, this would have been, or eight-hour moment, whatever. This would have been done over time. If I was right. talking, you know, slowly, but having a a day breakthrough or with myself, you know, whatever it is, I'm like, okay, that would have been nice. That's yeah. where like that would have came in, but I think that's the only thing I do now. But what I noticed that is really good for me is I started doing a little cute five minute journal. I, I seen that oh, that's how you you've do been do good that on that. I want it. I don't necessarily like to write. I actually hate writing. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> physically, physically, I don't like mm, I get doing it. it. At all. It's so weird. Well, I just, I don't like doing it. So that was like, uh, let's see if I can keep this up. Yeah. But because it's five minutes, it doesn't take too much out of you. I'm like, okay, I can write these little lines. But <laughs> what I've enjoyed hmm. about it is really thinking and reflecting. Because a lot of times I don't. I just move. I mean, we're all so busy. And I'm like, okay, I'm just doing the next thing. I'm thinking about work often. So with the five-minute journal, I'm like, okay, the questions are so simple. And the prompt is so Basic, it feels like, mm. but they're like a good questions to get you to think about, like, you know, what are you grateful for today? What do you hope to happen? What didn't happen that you would like to happen? You know, like stuff I like, like that. that. And I'm like, oh, I like that. Cause it's like, okay, what am I, I like grateful that. for? You know, yeah. and it's like, what's three things? And for me to not make it feel repetitive, I'm like trying to think of different things every day. I'm like, oh, well, yesterday I said this. So what else am I grateful for? You know, like it kind of mm. pulls stuff out of me and like helps me reflect. And yeah, so that's been like something that I, have been enjoying. where did you
2: get this journal from?
1: I think you can get it like Target, Amazon. Oh.
2: <laughs> I'll send you my link. <laughs> <laughs> I like, mean, let the
1: people they also know. Have five Minute, minute Journal. They, they have do
0: an app. have an app. I do have the app and I recently redownloaded oh, it. It's it's really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They do have an app. Oh. If
0: you're not like a,
1: a writer. Hit, yeah. yeah. Five Minute Journal. It's mm-hmm. literally called it the Five Minute Journal. All right, y'all, go and ahead, it's a good this. one to five like.
0: Journal. Wake up and just fill it out really fast and then it has a nighttime
1: prompt. So a morning prompt and nighttime. It's like I have it on my bedside. So as soon as I wake up and then I do it as soon as I go to sleep. That's good. Mm
0: -hmm. I did think of one bad thing that I have besides (laughs) besides besides my addiction to like comfort (laughs) popcorn, the kettle specifically. So procrastinating is definitely something that had me in a chokehold. I I don't know why I'm saying it past tense. (laughs) Please,
2: sorry. Currently, right now. It has me.
0: Has. And (laughs) it is really interesting once you actually start to track and see the different ways that you do put things off. So for example, if there were certain things that I had to do, what was I replacing it with? For a while, I was replacing it with something that felt like it was, it had, I think, a positive outcome and it was needed and kind of helped me build better habits. But for a long time, I was procrastinating. Don't know if you know Uh, if that's a vocabulary word, but it very much is. So I found that- It is? Yep. I mean- it's a, a fake real word. Got it. I got didn't it, come up with it, it. okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard about it, I was like, that is me. Where there might be so many things that you need to do, but you feel like you cannot, you absolutely physically cannot tackle said things until your space uh. is cleared. You need to clear your office. You need to organize. But it started to get to a point where it felt very petty, where I was like, you know, what's really a lot more important than finishing this project is to clean underneath the sink and make sure everything is organized, make sure that my dishwasher pods have a place. And everything is in perfect order because it really made me feel like I at least could control one thing in my life where I'm like, okay – Now that I see that my space is cleared, my desktop feels clear on my computer. Like things just feel in order. There's literally no other excuse but to get these things done. But what I realized when I was doing these cycles for a while where it's very easy for you to kind of create a little bit of chaos that you then can like bury yourself in like cleaning it back up instead of the maintenance of the order. Mm. So what I started to do is just become a lot better and more mindful of always picking up after myself or if even if it just seemed like an inconvenience where it's like, I'll do that tomorrow. Anytime I had that thought to do it tomorrow, I'd just do it immediately. Mm. And that kind of started to get me into a place of not standing in my own way or creating things that would stand in my way where, you know, I don't want to wake up in the morning and think, oh, I would much rather like Tidy off this surface, then get to work. Like I want those things to be done, so I started to make time at night to just do all of that cleaning and reorganizing or whatever needed to be done, so that in the morning I woke up and had a clear mind to kind of like clear the highway of you know the work that needed to be done, and so I could just get going immediately. So that was something yeah, that I reason. realized it was. It was a process, but when I realized how frequently I was doing it, I was like, this is exhausting. I don't have time for this, and I just want to be able to maintain this stuff. So yeah, it's become more of a practice and part of my self-care, self-love ritual to make sure that I have things in my personal space that are in order in a way that makes me Mm. feel comfortable and clear-minded.
2: Yeah, I like that. Mm, I think I kind of do I'm, I'm a little partially, bit.
1: Yeah, I'm partially, I'm partially that. I, I do was, a little bit of that, I realized. I would um, sit and look at it. i like, hmm, well, I can't do anything because my room looks like this.
2: Right, so I'm like, either, ah, my mind is cluttered. Yep, my house is yeah, cluttered. So, so I'd either close to- the
1: door and not do the work <laughs> or spend all day. <laughs> Cleaning. Exactly. It didn't get done. That's fine. At least I got the room clean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But when
0: you get on top of that and you're like, I don't like, it doesn't make me feel good or the pain of spending a full day organizing and clearing things out Mm -hmm. and doing all of that is more painful than, you know, just doing this at night where it's like, you know, 30 Mm -hmm. minutes I'm picking up after the day's work. And, yeah. you know, it's it's less chaotic. <laughs> you it wake is. up feeling better. You feel yeah. like more in control of your day in your mind. That's been a game changer for me. It's not like completely cured, but it's really something that I've become a lot more mindful of. And it wasn't really until I was talking through it in therapy where I was like, I talk about cleaning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about organization and – systems and i'm like wow this is something that is clearly Mm. a thing for me and so because i have the awareness now that i do need things to feel like they're in order for me to feel productive during the day and because productivity is something that is a priority like this is obviously something that needs to be a part of
1: what i'm doing on a regular basis Mm -hmm. yeah i actually like that that's good See? Therapy. In general. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Thanks, therapist. Right. That helps to solve this issue or like work on it and then bring Shout it out to Tanya. Um, yeah. I love that.
2: I think I always think, you know, obviously the self-love journey is with yourself. But one thing I have realized, I guess now in their 30s, is that it can also sort of, and I think we touched on this in another episode, but it can also sort of impact your relationship with other people mm-hmm. a little bit, depending on what the journey is, you know, obviously everybody's is different and everybody's like, how quickly it's happening or what have you, it's different. But I know for me, okay, quick sign, I'm going to listen back to this audio and just sound so nasally. <laughs> y'all had a cold. Oh God. She was sick, it's, but it wasn't COVID. It wasn't COVID. <laughs> it was just a really bad, bad head cold. And y'all, it was trying to take me out. And I just, it's, I still hear it. But okay, besides that point, um, I just think about how, you know, when you're kind of, Choosing, actively choosing to be very intentional about your journey. And it's like, okay, I need to focus on what is making me happy, what is not making me happy, you know, what actually brings me joy, what doesn't, et cetera. Sometimes that may involve either having conversations with people in your life or no, well, yeah, have a conversation with people in your life. Um, sometimes a conversation is not always needed. Sometimes it's just like you're just going on your journey and people kind of adjust accordingly. And that is everybody, like you or you know any person in your life who may be going on a journey as well. And I've had the, I guess, stark realization recently of how self-love journeys are individual, very much so, but they can in a way impact how you deal with other people
1: mm-hmm. and what
2: you're willing to put up with from other people. Boundaries. Boundaries. There we go. Yeah, we did, oh, talk, did. About we talk about We yeah. talked about them boundaries. Talked about <laughs> them boundaries. It's a huge part of it. It's a huge part of, it, huge you know? part of it. And yeah, I, I say I had the stark realization recently because I did. And it was a little, I was like, oh. It was one of those situations where it was like, you guys can't see my hands. But it was, I'm coming this way. The other person's coming this way. It's like, okay, we're, we're headbutting yeah. at this point. And it sucked. It sucked because I'm like... I recognize the journey you're on, and I respect it because I'm like, but bet you, you know, this is your journey. Like, I'm not going to mess that up. But I also recognize the journey I'm on, and I also have to respect that a hundred percent, and not necessarily respect it more. But I have to adhere to mine. Like, you know, really have to. And yeah, it's it's been hmm, eye opening. And I guess I say that because when you know, I guess when you're in your 40s, I'm just curious. You know, like, what does that look like for people who are older where, you know, you're really on like a, I've been on this earth for 40 years. Like, y'all ain't about to, you know, throw me off. But now even being 30, I'm like, I've been doing this for 30 years. Like, I've been on this journey for, you know, 15 years now. Mm, That's a stretch. What? I'm 31. Well, yeah, I would say 17. Okay, Mm -hmm. so 14, 15 years. And, yeah, i am come to a point where it's just like you may headbutt with some people. Not intentionally, but it's just like, this is the journey I'm on and I cannot like, I cannot veer away in order to sort of, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's like not
0: letting people get in your way in the same way that you would when you're younger and you feel <laughs> so worried about everybody's feelings. It's like mm-hmm. you've learned how to communicate. You've learned how people respond to your communication style that may- might have been a little rough in the past where you're like, hmm, maybe I need to have a different language or like consider other people in a different way before I make these type of requests. So it comes off a little bit, you know, more digestible or some people are like, nah, I don't care. I'm not sugarcoating anything. Boom. Here it is. Take it or leave it. But you have learned whatever the style is that you need to make sure that your boundaries stay intact. And maybe you've set up more like systems in your life that make it a little easier for you, whether that's like eventually like you have an assistant or you have, you know, people that you rely on, a nanny or whoever it is that is helping you with the things and areas where you've recognized and accepted, like, I love myself. I know this is not the area that I shine. I'm outsourcing it if that's an option for you. You know, I think that's Hopefully that's what that looks like.
1: <laughs> but I think that we,
0: we've already kind of like slowly been on that path and recognizing what our shortcomings are. But I think it's, you know, as time continues, I hope that we start to feel more confident in those decisions where you don't have to ruminate over them for so long and be like beating yourself up constantly. And it's just like, no, this is just what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a actually a really good point both career and personal. I yeah. think realizing like some stuff is truly what it is. Career part, I think I'm still figuring that out. But personally, I think I figured out a lot of it. I'm like, okay, this is what this situation is, or this is what it is for me personally right now. Yeah. And I can't, sometimes it doesn't necessarily need an explanation to other people. I've Sometimes I've explained myself and then I regret explaining myself because I'm like, I didn't have to explain myself. What, what was I doing? And then other times I've realized I've not. I'm like, I don't need to explain myself. Like, I'm just going to literally take a step back and do what I need to do that I feel like is important for me without necessarily hurting people or doing anything that's detrimental to anybody else or myself. But also career-wise, yeah, understanding. I think self-love is knowing, like, you can't do it all, okay? You literally cannot do it all. We all can't do it all. We're not super women. We're not super man. Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman <laughs> we're not we're not a superhero okay and so you can only do so much and yeah knowing like this is where I thrive this is where I do not thrive who could help me thrive in this area where I know I mean that's self love it's just knowing yeah. like I know what I am capable of and I also know what I'm not capable of self aware self aware oh, that's, that's the word self aware being I love self-aware. being self aware
1: it's kind of a double edged sword sometimes yeah but. <laughs> Being self-aware. I'm like, being self-aware is self-love because you know what you need and what you don't need. Mm. And then that follows to loving yourself. Your loving-yourself journey. So what's
0: an area that you are focusing on? Where are you in your self-love journey now?
1: Ooh. Okay. (laughs) Um. Ooh, where am I right now in my self-love journey? Wow.
2: Yeah, that's a deep question.
1: That is deep. (laughs) I feel like I guess it would be career, like feeling or career related, feeling um, confident in this career, which is so hard to, when you're not in control of the outcome a lot of times, and seeing things and being like, oh, "Wow, I wish that would happen to me and it happened to somebody else faster than me." So my journey is to get over that. That be the word. It's I, the it's the fastest. It's the fastest. I woke up today, y'all. I mean, this is a. Honest podcast. I woke up today. I was on the socials. There's some stuff going on. You know, it's a popping weekend. By the time y'all hear this, the weekend has passed. All right, no shit. And I was very jealous, and I never really feel jealous. Oh my God, that was me last night too much. let to pray about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I had to pause. I had to get off social media and like pause and think about why I felt that way. And it was really based on people moving faster than how I mm-hmm. feel like. I'm moving in this career and I'm like, that's that's a whole nother conversation. But I felt that deeply and I was like, okay, well I need to really figure out how to not feel like this and really appreciate where I am. Cause I feel like I'm doing amazing things, but I can't appreciate it whenever something Mm -hmm. happens that I want to do instead, you Mm -hmm. know? But it's like, oh, you should love what you're doing. But I, I do, but also want that too, you know? So it's that journey. And I feel like everything else, like, self-love related in my mind, either I think I have it figured out right now. I probably don't have it figured out, but I'm just not thinking about it right now. Um, But that is a thing that's like always coming back to the top of my um, mind. That's that's (laughs) good though. But I think that's like an
0: extension of the self-awareness that you were talking about.
1: Yeah. Because I am aware that that's something that's like currently reoccurring, like a thought. So um, it's like, how do I fix that? Or how do I... Mm either acknowledge that, okay, it's not your moment or Mm -hmm. it's okay, you know, be happy. Yes, happy for these people, but also like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of, it's that journey and that process where I feel like I am um, experiencing. Yeah. And I think in those times it's good to scroll less. Oh my god! That's what I'm like I literally because I to was myself. like, "What's going? on? What are people up to this weekend?" I have no idea. I thought, well,
0: uh. but yeah, but like if it, you get on and you, mm-hmm. you, you know, see get it often. you give it the time, you give it the the attention, and then that's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to see, and that's all I've
1: been seeing. So guess what I will be doing this weekend? Not engaging.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> um, that literally happened to yourself. be after our photo shoot. I came home and I was like decompressing, and then obviously I got on social media, and instantly I was like, oof. And at night, so nighttime came and I was like, okay, I got to go to sleep so I can wake up in the morning for this. And I was laying there like, I was like, okay, I got to pray because I was like, I don't like what I'm feeling. And I was like, I know what I'm feeling. And that's why I was saying, being honest, I was just, I literally said it straight up. When I'm praying, I'm really just talking to you. I'm like, God, this is what is going on. I was just like, I'm jealous. I was like, okay, well, you know, we got that out the way. And I was like, well, why are you jealous? And I'm like, well, you know, literally I said the exact same thing. I was like, I feel like people are moving faster than me. And I'm like, and I'm not understanding what I'm doing wrong in this career where it's like I've been putting so much work and so much time and energy. La la, la, la la And I see people who seem to just be taken off and get all these opportunities to the point where I literally had to mute some people. No shade to them. Mm -hmm. Love their content. But I was like, I got to mute you, bro. I got to mute you because for my own personal sake, if I'm going to be very intentional about not getting to that point and being in that point all weekend, like, ew, no. I was like, I have to mute you right now just because I can't look. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. And I think it goes back to my point of, like, recognizing what You have to do for yourself, and it's no shade to anybody else around you. It's just like I literally have to do this for me right now. And obviously, you hope that people around you, I mean the people that I muted, they don't know that I muted them. <laughs> but like whether it's people like that or people in your, you know, like closer vicinity or closer circle, it's just like, you know, hoping that people understand, like, this is not even about you right now, this is literally about me. And that's how I felt. I was like, this is just about me. I have no issue with anybody. I just need to not see this. But yeah, I was. <laughs> very self-aware. I was like, oh mm-hmm. God. I was like, why am I feeling this way? I was like, I just had a great photo shoot. I'm home and I'm like
1: I don't look at what I was scrolling yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> I mean uh, today, it all it all came.
0: Where are you in your self-love journey? hmm
1: <laughs> Actually
2: I career <laughs> Career wise, same as Yvette. I guess maybe all of us personally, where am I personally? I think I'm in a place of being very intentional about what I want and yeah, and what I want. And I think that involves just kind of again having to be really staunch. Is that the right word? Or being very yeah. like yeah. strict. Strict yeah. about the things that I know I need to do for myself because for so long I did it. And Mm so I may slightly be on, like, the opposite side. Like, I was once on the, you know, people, fully, people-pleasing side, and now I'm kind of, like, not on that side. But then I also have to remember, I'm like, okay, not to the detriment of the people around me. Like, I can't – and I'm, like, very much aware of that. I'm like, okay, even though I'm in this journey, I know that, you know, other people around me still matter. So I'm going to do what I have to do in order to make sure that they know that they matter. But I think personally I'm just in a place where – I'm trying to understand what it is that I want really without the pressure of what I think I should want. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah. And again, that involves a lot of self awareness, which for me is a little hard to swallow sometimes because I'm like, oh man, I really thought I wanted that because, you know, I was told like, yeah, if you do this and this and this, then you're going to be happy. And I'm like, well, I've done some of that. Mm. Can I say that I'm super happy that I did it? You know, I don't know. Not really. So, yeah, I think personally for me, I'm just trying to be okay with saying yes to myself, which may mean saying no to somebody, something else or somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. That's which a huge is hard because I've been so used to always saying yes to everything. I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. And so now I'm like, no. And it's like, ooh, no. Even for me, I know some, you know, it's just, it's a little awkward. <laughs> but admit, no a is awkward.
0: a yes for something else.
2: Oh, that's a nice way to think about it. I'm stealing that. No, it's yes for something else.
0: <laughs> More therapy things.
2: Because these are things so that a I- a recurring theme here.
0: Yeah, I definitely had to work on that a lot too in learning how to be good at saying no and setting the boundaries. I feel like that's that's pretty much like the succinct answer of where I am in my self-love journey is just continuing to- honor what I know that I'm needing. And I think that that's kind of like for all of us, it's just knowing that, you know, sometimes that might be more boundaries or that might be less scrolling, or it might just be like reflecting on, you know, why we might be feeling a certain way and actively working to create a different narrative around it and to just kind of lead ourselves to a happier... Or more content place because I don't think that we need to be chasing a happy day every single day. But it's more of just like honoring what our our needs are and where we're at.
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: I like that too. Yeah. Well, that was good. Self-love is – it's not, again, a destination –
2: it is, is it a linear? Linear. linear. Yeah, linear. Yep. <laughs> it's a linear? linear journey.
0: And I think that we're always on it. I think it, there's going to be like a new season <laughs> as we just continue to progress. But I'm excited. And I think, honestly, that's the beautiful part about if we want to use the word aging, because it's not a bad word, getting older, we are constantly given the opportunity, blessed with the opportunity to unlock. Mm, yeah.
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: A new we are. yeah, new level. Yeah, new levels. to self-love and caring for our individual needs, which helps us care for those around us.
1: Oh, it makes the world a better place. La, 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 la. <laughs> Cue rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. If you are not caught up go back and listen to all our other episodes we got a lot by this time we're like kind of halfway ish through no yeah. we're
0: more than halfway into season one so we are yeah season one is like
2: we're going fast it I know, really time is, is. Flying.
0: but i'm excited we got some we got some fun things in the works so we appreciate yeah you we do listening and tuning in make sure to check us out on the internet and we'll talk to you later
1: Bye. Bye.